The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. This is Beline Shah, your facilitator for I Love Rail, welcoming you on. May the 18th, 2023. As you all know, this event is sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind in Berkeley, California, and supported by the American Council of the Blind. Well, friends, whereas you are all important whom I welcome, I would like to mention three names that shine up more today. And the first and foremost, in none but our own, Abraham Vasta, who is our host, who has been doing a great job as a host every time, almost. Chanel Anna Allen, and she's a streamer, and she also is going to take care of the clubhouse participants. So I would like to give special welcome to Abraham Chanel, and our guest speaker, Barbara Lassen. Barbara has been very active all her life, and she has continued to be active as member of the board of directors for the East Bay Center for the Blind. She loves Braille, and therefore she agreed to be our poll star today. So if we just look at the north in the sky, you know, we will find the pole star. And that gives us directions. If we want to go east, just turn right. If we want to go west, turn left. That kind of pole star, I compare it with learning Braille. How each of the pole stars, as we heard them before, and we are going to hear in the future, has learn Braille, how he or she was introduced to Braille, how hard or easy it was for him or her to learn Braille, and how much he or she is using. That is all we hear from the poll star. Barbara sent me her bio, which I lost. I'm sorry for that. Or maybe it didn't reach me. It, lo it was lost in the transit somehow. So I would like to request Barbara to tell her about yourself, Barbara, as well as your experience with learning Braille and the way you are using Braille for your current daily activities. So with that little background, I would like to hand over this floor to Barbara. And by the way, let me just make sure, as I said before, we have international participants here from Macedonia, from Brazil, from South Africa, and of course, various parts of the United States. And sometimes I forget Canada. Canada seems to be kind of part of the United States, it's not. So, but there are also participants from Canada. And uh, you may speak approximately, there's nothing hard and fast, about 15 or 20 minutes, and then we will open the floor for questions. You don't have to have answers to all questions that people ask, 
when you do not know something, you may always say, I don't know, Barbara. But as much as possible, you may try to answer the questions. And wherever necessary, I will fill the gap. With that, <laughs> over to Barbara. Thank you so much for being our poll star today. Thank you. You can hear me. Yes, pretty well. Oh, pretty well. Yay. Um, okay, I, I've entitled my um, talk this morning, My, my Braille Journey. Uh, and I, I just want to say that I am so honored to be given this opportunity to share my story with the I Love Braille audience. And what a wonderful audience you are. So thank you, Valine, for this invitation. And I hope that I can- My, my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In, inspire the, uh, the continued <laughs> Braille and, um, and how it impacts all of our lives. So, since my Braille, uh, my Braille, my biography went into all kinds of other places, let me just say a little bit about that piece. Um, I was born totally blind. After two years, I saw, uh, I saw light, and I was considered visually impaired and that's that's in quotes because because being visually impaired has so many different definitions and ability to see um during my elementary years were spent in a public school resource room where i learned what we called then in the 1950s language and arithmetic. And maybe for some of you who are in your golden years like me, that makes sense. Um, and uh, at that time, I learned how to type in third grade but we also had totally blind students in the, in the resource and um, they read Braille, and, and it was a mystery to me. Braille was a mystery. And um, because of the way the thought was going in the 50s, um, those of us who could read print were exposed to print only. Um, and my high school, my seventh, eighth, and high school years were spent in Catholic school where there were no resource rooms and no resource teachers. Um, however, Braille hadn't entered my life at that point either until I was a junior in high school. And at that time, we were automatically put into a driver's education class. So I went into the driver education class and it, I realized 
I thought, what am I doing in here? I'm not going to be driving a car. So I would not ride your car. <laughs> so I I went to what I, I went to our dean of studies and I said, I need to be exited out of this class. And being the resourceful, resourceful person, um, he contacted the Braille Institute of America. Uh, at that time, was li living in Southern California. Um, he contacted Braille Institute, and I started learning Braille with a woman who came out every week, once a week, and it was actually, it was on Tuesdays, I remember. She came once a week, uh, once a week for my junior and senior years of high school. And the book that I learned out of, and you all may have learned from this book also, was the Illinois series. Um, it's been around forever and it's still around. So that was my introduction to Braille. I was fascinated, but at the time I was still uh, not using Braille, using large print. And so I did those two years and I went on with my life. I went to college and in college, I detached my retina twice. The, the first time was I walked into my brother's pool queue. We had a pool table in the garage. And the second time I went off a high dive at someone's home and um, re-detached the retina in the same eye. I had also become a client of the Department of Rehabilitation in California. And we have this agency and it's all over the state. Um, and my rehab counselor said, you know what? It's time for you to learn to become a blind person. And I thought, horrors, you know? I hadn't considered myself a blind person um, throughout my life. And I had never, you know, used a cane. My only um, claim to vision loss was mainly the print piece. So I went and came to Northern California to the Orientation Center for the Blind, which is a facility for blind adults over the age of 18. And at the Orientation Center for the Blind, believe it or not, I had Braille five days a week with the same Braille text I had used in high school. So it was back again to the Illinois series. And I was so happy because I thought, oh, I know this book. So um, anyhow, I, I started using Braille while I was at the orientation center and I learned 
in all the various classes, in the cooking class, the sewing class, um, even sign on, you know, um, elevators and different public places where Braille could be used. So Braille was introduced to me in all of the various settings that I could use it in my daily life. Um, and this is when I also learned to use a cane, which was brand new to me. And the fact that I was in, interspersed with other blind individuals was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. Um, and I have to say, contact, even through the East Bay Center for the Blind with some of the people I was with in 1968 at the Orientation Center for the Blind. So for some of us, we've come full circle. Uh, all right, after I left the Orientation Center, um, I went back to college, I got married. I, my husband and I had a daughter and um, I then became working with my husband in his business um, as, with the Business Enterprise Program, which is a food service program in the state of California for blind and visually impaired individuals. My husband was also visually impaired. Um, it happened that my husband was also a juvenile diabetic and um, he died when we'd been married for seven years. So now I was my daughter and I, and we were kind of on our own. Braille was still not a major piece of my life. Um, I had been introduced, however, in on uh, jumping back a minute to high school, where I was able to make use of a closed circuit or video magnifier uh, TV. And I had one of those, and that was my primary source of reading at, until, uh, until later, which I'm gonna get to shortly. Um, once my husband had died, I realized I needed to rekindle either, you know, rekindle my education. Um, I had been, I had worked as a medical transcriber for a, a year way back before um, when, when I was married and I had worked in that, in that area. So I went back to that um, vocation and I went back to school and I found that this area was really not my cup of tea. Uh, I worked with my rehab counselor and I went back and finished my junior and senior year of college and applied for the master's de degree program in rehabilitation at San Francisco State University. Um, 
that that was a challenge. And I just want to say something about that. Um, when I applied to the program, I was asked to do an interview with a staff member at the college. And it seemed that those of us who were disabled uh, were always given an interview because the program, even though it was in rehabilitation counseling, you know, working with disabled individuals, the faculty at that time were <laughs> very stodgy and um, very institutionalized in their way of thinking. So I basically had to do this interview to prove myself worthy of being in the master's program. Um, two main things were of concern to the staff. Um, the first one was that I was visually impaired. The second one was that I was a single parent with a small child. So I basically had to out outline to them why I could do the program and still do what I was doing. So I entered the, the two-year program and my in my second year of graduate school in which we, we had uh, internships in both years of the program. So we were out in the field the second week of our first year of our program. And that, that, was, uh, that was the most advantageous piece that could have happened. I mean, we were kind of thrown out and said, okay, into an agency and say, okay, now go to work. Um, but anyhow, that proved to be an advantage for me um, because in my second year of the program, uh, I was told, or well, I'm going to back up at the end of the first year of the program, I was told I was going to have to continue my internship during the summer because I had <laughs> different supervisors my first year of the program. And it's not because I was challenging. It was because I was in an agency where turnover was quite, quite high. Um, but I was told by my liaison from the college that I was a rebel and I agreed with her. <laughs> I said, yes, I am. I am a rebel. That's how I got into college when I finished high school. I Someone told me I couldn't do it. And I said, yes, I will. So um, let me see here. Uh, anyway, I, um, I took a test to become a rehabilitation counselor trainee with the Department of Rehabilitation. And my in, in October on Halloween, I interviewed for a position in an office that was near me. And I was hired and I started my career in rehabilitation counseling um, in, in December of 1979. As part of my position with the agency, um, I was hired as what it was called a counselor teacher. 
that's a position that no longer exists in the department. So that's why the East Bay Center for the Blind is an agency that helps to fulfill that, that piece. However, I um, my job, the first 16 years I was with the department was to go into people's homes and work with them on all things related to blindness. And I had, in the meantime, when I started college, I started using the cane regularly, but, but not Braille, not yet. Um, I, um, excuse me, okay. Um, all right, so sure. I mm -hmm. am in this position and one of the one of the duties of my position was to teach Braille. And I'm going, oh gosh. <laughs> I um so I actually rem I mean I remembered my Braille and I had options in my repertoire to be able to use different uh manuals from different publishers. And I found that um, in teaching Braille, I could use the different publications to meet my clientele at their level of, of Braille because, because I had clients from ages 18 until as old as they were. Um, and I had older adults who wanted to learn Braille. I, want, I had adults who knew Braille but needed to relearn it. I had clients who were English as a second language and knew Braille in other languages, but not English. So, and, and in teaching Braille, um, I found that it was important, again, to meet the needs of my clients at, at, their, at their place in, in their lives and what part of their lives Braille was important to them. So some, some of my clients, I taught Braille for labeling only. For some clients, it was to use Braille in their classes at school. Um, so for me, in, in doing this, uh, Braille, Braille became well, Braille became my friend, or I made I made real friends with Braille because uh, working with my clients, it really exposed me to the importance of Braille in my life. And I found that Braille really 
enhance my life as well as that of my clients. So, uh, and I, again, call this, it, it, was my, it was my journey. My journey was continuing and my journey was coming to a place where the meaning of Braille became of primary importance. So it was, in a way, it was like, <laughs> it was like eating humble pie or maybe even eating crow, as we say in the United States. Um, I, I was teaching it and in the process of teaching it, I found that it was a, ne it was a necessary part of my life also. So I started labeling at my, in my files at home in Braille. I, I labeled my clients' files because I was, had a caseload of at least 150 people. So I, um, I labeled all my files and I started taking notes when I was on the phone with clients. I started taking those in Braille. So, um, I mean, I was excited to learn Braille and to learn how valuable it was to me and to my clients. So, you know, you, you could say in some ways that I'm um, a late bloomer, but um, I'm just so happy that at that time in my life, I could take Braille and make it part of me. And, and essentially, as I taught it and as I used it, I, I, I think in Braille and I still do. It's like somebody will tell me a letter or a word and what do I do? I translate it into Braille in my brain. So, and I'm sure that a lot of you do that too. Um, it just becomes so much a part of us that that's what we do. Um, so I started using Braille in my job and at home. And um, then I spent, once I did my 16 years working with people in their homes, and, and I, I didn't teach just Braille, I taught independent living skills, I taught mobility, at least the precursor of mobility. Um, and probably the main piece of my work at that time, and, and it's been throughout my life, was working with people who were in grief concerning their vision loss. So, and for me, that that's I've been able to take that piece too into all parts of my life as um, as I, I've kind of gone on um, through life. Uh, anyhow, the net after I worked in the field for 16 years, I then um, went to work at the Orientation Center for the Blind, where I had been a student 30 years prior. 
And I went to work there as a rehabilitation counselor. Um, and I was kind of like the vice principal of the place. So, <laughs> and if in sc most schools, at least in the United States, the vice principal was kind of a person you want to stay away from because the vice principal was the person people went to when they got in trouble. And that's kind of the way it was at OCB. Um, I was the person who welcomed our students, but I was also the person who, if there were problems with someone and they could range from uh, any, any kind of problem that happens in a, um, in a residential setting, because we had a we have a dorm at, at the orientation center. And you know, um, people come there, they're human beings, and it's all about human behavior. Um, but anyway, that <laughs> that was a part of my job that that was really hard, but I embraced it. Um, but at any rate, when I was there, I continued to use the Braille. Um, and it was also at that time that I, um, I, I, in my church, we have what are called um, lectors. And these are people who um, readings from scripture, from the Bible. And they do it as part of the, the service in, in our church, in our church, in the services in our church. And we had a priest, um, and this was in the mid-90s. We had a priest who said to me one day, he said, I heard you can read in the dark. And I said, yes, I can read in the dark. <laughs> and he said, I need you, I would like to ask you to, um, to lector at our, what we call Holy Saturday service. Um, and it's part of it is done in the dark. And I'd like you to, to read from the book of Exodus. And I thought, oh my God. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I was honored and I was scared because um, I had never read Braille um, using it to, you know, read it, translate it to my brain, and then have it come out my mouth at the same time, <laughs> especially reading prose. Um, I had done it reading, you know, just notes like I am today, just little blurbs, but um, not not text, not Braille text. Um, but at that time, I had learned about an organization called the Xavier Society, and it's located in New York. And I don't I, I know it sounds like I may be giving them a plug. But <laughs> I am for any of those of you who might want to use their services, but they publish um, Braille, um, anything in Braille that you might want to use 
in, in terms of um, Catholic or even Protestant church services or anybody who might be reading the Bible. Um, they, uh, anyway, at the time, so they have all the, the, what we call Sunday readings and also the Holy Day readings in Braille. And it was at that time that I asked them to send me the readings every month so that I could become a lector at my church. So since then, I have been lecturing once a month all these years at my church. And, and that's that for me is such an honor and such a privilege. And um, I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, so that, that, <laughs> sorry to keep going about that, but, but I, uh, it's another way that I use Braille and it gives me great pride to know that I am doing this and, and actually, you know, educating, educating people. It's all about, you know, it's, I think Braille is all, all about educating those of those around us. Um, uh, anyway, so okay. to jump ahead real quick, um, I worked for the state and I retired in 2011. I, that was my second retirement from the state. Um, but anyhow, um, I've continued to use Braille and I, I found that it was uh, probably in the mid '90s or so, same time, um, that my vision was slowly going downhill, and I started again taking notes in Braille, um, reading lots and lots more Braille. Um, I had a friend who had cookbooks sent to me in Braille, so. Now I have a collection of cookbooks along with my scriptural material that comes to me in Braille. Um, I also receive uh, the Harvard Health Letter and Mayo Clinic uh, publications in Braille. I subscribe to a Braille magazine that comes out quarterly from Dublin, Ireland in Braille. And um, that's fun to read because they use what's called British Braille. Um, and the other one of the other things that I want to mention about the Braille is when the new code came along, I found that I still had publications in the old standard Braille, and now I have publications coming in the new Braille code, the universal Braille code. So it's, um, <laughs> so when I write notes, I kind of go from one to the other with, so what works for me <laughs> in Braille? Uh, as far as kind of, it's almost like I co-mingle the two codes. Um, when I'm taking notes, but it makes me kind of happy that I can go between the two codes 
um, because they're each different and um, it, it helps to challenge my, my ongoing braille reading. So I use a brailler, the old Perkins brailler. That's my trusty um, machine. While I was working, um, I was introduced and I used what, what was called a braille and speak. Um, technology for me, as, as we saw at the beginning of, of this, um, of the I Love Braille program, unmuting for me is a real challenge. Technology for me is a real challenge. Um, but I have, um, I did acquire a Braille note taker um, called an Actolino, which um, I'm still needing to learn to use. Uh, refreshable Braille is something I want to learn because there's so many, so many important things that come along in um, refreshable Braille. So I also have um, had what's called an eBraille equipment, which is refreshable Braille from our National Library Services in California. <laughs> that I'm going to learn to use because I, I really have to because Braille is, um, is now, it's my source of, of reading and taking notes. Um, and you know, it's just Braille has become so much more a part of my life that I can't do without it. Um, and I, I, yeah. that's, I'll, I'll so, Barbara, shall we now ask the audience to have yes. questions? You know, I'm sorry, I talked so long. <laughs> that's okay. It's 36 <laughs> minutes past the hour. Maybe oh three minutes. That's fine. But well, that tells us uh, how much important Braille is in your life. Okay. All right. Great. And uh, uh, friends, when we hear a pole star, you know, we hear a life story. When we have a guest speaker on the first Thursday of every month. That is a very specific uh, part or aspect of Braille that someone talks about. And when we have our session, I have a question. We discuss different issues related to Braille. But on the third Thursday of every month, we hear a poll star where we feel we can compare our own experience with that persons, the speaker's experience, you know, related to Braille. So that kind of brings us closer to Braille. With that, I would like to have questions. So please raise your hand. Our friend Abraham is here. And before we take the first person, I may want to add, Barbara, that when you were speaking, another person from Nigeria joined us, Binaibi. So oh. you spoke to some 29 participants. That's All right. Yes. So let's see, Abraham. First off, we have Beth. Beth, you may unmute. Okay. Okay. Yes, Beth. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I was going to ask um, you, uh, well, first, the, the speech was very good. I, you have a real interesting life. Is like, um, do you, uh, 
Did you have a hard time learning like contractions like M and SH, for example? Uh, you know, that that contraction along with many others in Braille. Oh, definitely. <laughs> can, be, can be difficult because um and, and I have to think, especially when I'm writing Braille, um how because because if you turn like if you take have an M and you, you turn it around becomes an SH. Right. Uh, it it can, yeah. I mean, contractions, you know, the, the thing about Braille, um, and one and and this part when I found this out, it it really uh, kind of uh gave it Braille a whole different um piece was when I learned that in, in the United States, um uh, if you apply for a state or federal job um, and they have a box that says a language, well, Braille is considered a language, just like Spanish or, um, you know, Hindi, whatever. <laughs> it's not <laughs> true, though. Uh, yeah. Braille is not a language. I'm strange. Uh, 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 okay. Yeah. okay, well, this is, the, this is the government, so we'll just let yeah, that yeah. as <laughs> And the government people know only so much. They have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's, but I, you know, in, in spite of that, that piece, um, but contractions when you, when they represent more than one function, when you turn them around can be very confusing. Oh, definitely. Uh, M and SH was the most, because they're, they're more uh, subtle change than like, PH and P just say, even though I had trouble with both of those, and a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just the rules, you know, when TH sign is independent, a space before and after, it becomes this, it's part yeah. of the word, it remains TH. Right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for your question. I, I hope that was helpful. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And I was going to say, so they don't have rehab teachers anymore. Not with the state of California, no. Right. It could be different, I guess, with Iowa. Although, when yes. I moved here from California, I uh, had a teacher from the Iowa Department for the Blind, but she, one, one couple were sighted, and there, there was a one who was blind. So, so maybe they don't have the rehab teachers. They just have teachers who sometimes work there. So, uh huh. But yeah, they taught Braille, or I mean, uh, independently. Well, they could teach Braille. They didn't have to with me, but independent living skills and uh, mobility, or as they call it, cane travel. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the rehabilitation teaching, um, there are program master's programs for that also. And as part of my master's program, uh, later on, I went back. To graduate school and got my certificate in rehabilitation teaching but I okay. also, yeah but as part of it I actually taught graduate school too for six years at San Francisco State in their oh, video oh okay teaching that's interesting mm -hmm. yeah so but there the rehab in California we're, we're we got to be different but most states do have rehabilitation teachers Right. Mm -hmm. Good. 
Well, thank All you. All right, thank you, Beth. And we move to the next. And this gentleman, yes, Abraham, who is next? Next up is Luis Pastelli. Luis Pastelli is actually in Brazil now. Ah, Luis, welcome. <laughs> can you hear me? Oh, yes. yes. We can hear uh, you from Brazil. Yes, we are from Brazil, Sao Paulo. Yeah. Uh, Barbara, you, you touched an important topic when you said, I read and write bra Braille within my brain. It's so important to understand Braille and even to play with Braille. Very, very, very good, your uh, statement. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. And, and, mm -hmm. and you know, since you say play Braille, I have a, a Scrabble game in Braille. Oh, I yeah. in Braille. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to have Monopoly in Braille. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. But you I need, to, you need to have one. more people to play, you know? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> tried Braille bingo? Oh, I just did that yesterday at the East Bay Center. Yes, yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. East Bay Center has a bingo game or a bingo play every third Wednesday of the month. So, good. Okay. Very, Very important. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Valin. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for your... All right. Time. We go to the next. Um, next no, up there was Luis, and now comes Michael, right? Sorry. Yes. There was Luis, yeah. Michael. And Michael Moore is a, is a teacher. <laughs> How's that? Well, uh, excellent. Excellent presentation. Wonderful. And I was just curious. I, I can't keep track of all the states and everything because you, you had mentioned about having a Braille display from NLS. Which one do you have? <laughs> it's called an e-reader. In, yeah, in California, is it? it is humanware. And Barbara oh, okay, lives good, in California. Good. So. Okay, so what, what, is, what do you need help with the e-reader? If you need, you need help with but what, what do you need help with it? Oh, I just I need what to learn. I need to learn to use it. That's that's what I need. That's my piece. Have you the tried to hook it up with your computer, Barbara? I have. Uh, you know what? This is the, to tell you how um, unfriendly I am. I think technology is. <laughs> <laughs> all I <laughs> all I've done is plug it in and charge it. <laughs> <laughs> we can, I, hey, yeah, yeah. I do have because uh, I have a couple of friends who have said they'll teach me. They'll they'll teach me how to use it, and I can hardly wait. Well, we can we okay. you know, hey I'm I'm available yeah. too. If you want, if you need help with that, hey, I know I know see. I know a little bit. So uh, hey, uh, you uh, you got you got a you got a you got a group of people who be willing willing to help you with this thing. Thank with, you. In this group, I love Braille. You got, you got, yes. and uh, yeah, you got, you got a lot of we, us here that we weren't willing to help you. Just, uh, Valine has my email. He can send you mine or yes. whatever. And, uh, I'll share your email uh, with Barbara. And, and, and Barbara where do you can, live? Yeah, even, even my, I'm in Ohio. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm in Ohio. And, uh, Valine will really be great. my telephone number too. So, yeah. Okay. You so know, I could, there, I could there probably, be a teach, teaching and learning partnership between Ohio and California. Yes, yes. Why not? The bridge, yeah. The bridges. Hey, 
Hey, Valine, this is Dawn. She's more than welcome to have my contact information as well if she oh, wants Oh, thank it. you. I knew that. I yep. know Dawn will jump in. <laughs> See? Dawn? I, I yeah. call we'll her. If nothing else, we'll tag team it. Yeah. We'll tag team it. And yeah, where are you? Yeah, definitely be willing to tag team. We're both okay, in Ohio. Okay. Dawn and I are both in Ohio. We're both are in Ohio. Oh, you are. Oh, I did not know okay. that. Yeah, okay. both of us are in Ohio. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I, I, I call these people ARHO, which means always ready to help others. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's uh, you guys are good. <laughs> and I love Braille. Braille is just not a group. It's like a family, Barbara. It is a family. Yep. Yes. So everybody is willing to help each other. Yes. All right, Barbara, you got help. You can hardly wait. So you oh, can learn. Oh, that's wonderful. So I love it. By next Thursday, you will be using e-reader, okay? <laughs> you, you have to make me sit okay. down. Okay. Let's check with Chanel. Chanel hasn't raised your hand, but do you have people in Clubhouse today, Chanel? We've had people come and go, but we do not have anyone currently with a raised nobody, hand. Nobody Thanks has for checking. a question. Okay. Thank you, Sanel. And next person to ask a question is Abraham. Joni. Joni? Yes. Joni. Hi, Joni. Hi, Barbara. Hi. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, Barbara, your presentation was was so interesting, and I really enjoyed it. But I just wanted to tell Dawn, who was trying to speak with me before we started, that um, you can call me anytime, and I'm pretty much in one room. I live in, in a long-term care home, and, um, and you can call me, and you can leave me voicemail anytime with your phone number, and I can get back to you. And I appreciate your your wanting to assist me with my wonderful e-reader. There's nothing like the e-reader. That's right. You have nothing to... like e-reader. It now, opens now. up new doors of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Just, it's amazing what you can do with this thing, but I do need help. So, Don, I appreciate yeah. your offer. Sure. So Don is there to help you. And I think I shared your information with Don, I think. Did I do that, Don? I hope she's still here. Oh, uh, I think so. She's muted, it looks. Ah, Don has her computer audio I'll be, muted. I'll be, Don, yes, yes. yeah, go ahead, and I, I can help. I can help too if you want. I can help you if you need a little okay. something to help with. So, shall I send your I phone and email like. address? Yeah, yeah, okay. go ahead. Yes. All right. Terrific. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Thank you so much, Johnny. You may want to remind. I can. Uh, I can assure you that I will forget. <laughs> okay, just send me an email, Shah at East yes. Bay Center for the Blind dot org. Yeah, that, hey, that, hey, that's a good thing. Okay, S H A H at East Bay Center for the Blind dot org. All right, good. Okay, any more yeah. questions, people? Uh, 
it seems some people are feeling a little shy, but feel free to ask. We have a few more minutes left. So that will be great if anybody has a question or comment or observation. You don't have to ask every time. So feel free to share your comments or observations. We have Rick with the raised hands. Hello, yes, this Rick. Is Linda. Oh. Uh huh. Hello. Uh, did Rick? someone take my name in vain? Yes, we hear you now. Uh, yes, indeed. A um, couple of comments. Uh, my better half, yeah, you all heard Carol on here sometimes, um, went to school in Illinois, and part of their policy, I've heard this is school district by school district, but it may as well be statewide, at least in the 1970s, anyone in these that wanted to graduate from Illinois schools had to take driver's ed. Oh! And <laughs> okay. she did not get a pass. Now, we're talking somebody totally blind, okay? Uh -huh. I mean, she totally blind. She got artificial eyes. <laughs> okay. And no exceptions. And no so, exception. uh, oh my God. she had to uh, drive around the parking lot. You know, the theory was, well, if you're in a, car, a passenger in the car and the driver <laughs> has a sudden heart attack or something, yeah, you'll know enough to pull the car over to the shoulder. All well, right. Anyway... <laughs> But you know what? You know right. what? Part of uh, me, part a, a part part of me, really want. I really kind of wanted to stay in that class mm -hmm. because you know I'm a backseat driver. Uh, because I really pay attention to where I'm going, and um, I I know my way around a lot a lot of Southern California and a lot more of Northern California, just, just because of my work. And yeah, you, you are a good navigator. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. People, people have said, Oh, don't worry. If Barbara's in the car, she'll get us where we need to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. But ultimately um, what some, happened? Some Rick? joker stops suddenly in front of you. You're in trouble. I think. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So they had her drive around the parking lot, and, and they they didn't bother to tell her this car had power brakes. Oh, so, oh that's uh, hard. Yeah. So she jammed her foot into the brake pedal and put the car in the in the instructor's pocket, and he had the balls to upbraid her, upbraid her for that. And so she politely asked him, um, shall we try this routine again? He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But on the more serious side, uh, I'm, I'm sorry you lost your husband so early. But did you notice during the time you had together that while having a blind mate compounds the problems of being blind, on the other hand, it means you understand each other better? Yeah, either of you would have decided partner. Well, that's true, and but but I'll tell you the other challenging piece is that we had a sight we have a we had a sighted sighted child. Yes, we did too. Uh huh. And she was she learned <laughs> she learned. Oh. Hey, this is Kim. Um, uh, I had my hand up, but I guess nobody saw it. Um, hi, Kim. Kim. I was um, just wanting to say. It Sorry, could Kim? have been, 
um, the high school that I went to, um, there was a classroom, classroom driver's ed, and then the practical behind the wheel driver's ed. And I actually thought about taking the classroom one just to learn all the signs and things like that. But I ended up not doing it. But I thought, ooh, I should take the classroom one. <laughs> Make everybody maybe, laugh. Hey, maybe that's a desire we just kind of have, you know? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Like, why, why can't we learn that piece? <laughs> Well, maybe I should have or tried to, but I was pretty much resigned to the fact that I'd never drive, so I didn't even yeah. look into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Rick. But anywho, yeah. so um, uh-huh. yeah, um, you did, you any you've more done great, and yeah. onward and onward. Over. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, I think there's someone called Kim. Um, so Kim uh, just uh, spoke. She spoke. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Kind of thought, but I I was okay. yeah, okay. And we have a we have Beth again, right? Yes, we have Beth yeah, and yeah. then we have yes, Beth. <laughs> My family yeah. always used to joke, oh, you can follow the braille on the road. <laughs> <They're> bumps, <laughs> bumps, uh, any bumps they always joke about braille on the <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was kind of kind of funny. Um I think I had a mobility teacher who who thought that we I could um he, he thought it was a good idea for me to take driver's ed. I never did. And I think maybe it was my VI teacher, but, but like, um, did, well, like when, when you, you got kids or I mean, uh, students in trouble at the orientation center, um, did they use an excuse? Like, like, did they not go to class and use an excuse about their blindness? Cause I know, I know some people do that and, and like, um, you know, the, places facilities i like that they they are using braille on the like elevators uh-huh yeah uh i i don't quite understand what you mean about the students not wanting well, to well, like 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 you said you were the vice principal right oh yes 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 and yes. you got like if there were problems uh, yes like some students wouldn't show up to class Right. Like, and and then what, what? Like, did those? You would probably ask, well, why did she show up? Oh, because I'm blind and I can't get ready as fast. Like, did um, they use it like not, that? Yeah. Well, if not, not as often. Now we did have people whose mobility skills or who who really had major orientation challenges oh yeah and, and they they might be late um yeah you know, so yeah in that okay. Okay. all right did we you have ever two use, more minutes oh, so we'll take did one you ever more use person. a braille compass i was gonna ask i um, forgot i was gonna ask you that um, um i i think very for a very short time just to right learn, it you know when I was in mobility at the orientation center. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank uh-huh. you. Next is Alice. Alice Massa. Hi, I have just a very quick comment and then a yes. 
very quick Nothing. question for mm -hmm. you. I think if I heard your title correctly, you're a director at the East Bay Center. And I, I do want to take the time to thank you and the East Bay Center and to compliment you on making the decision to bring forth uh, the Braille courses that Professor Shaw has been in charge of developing. I, I just think that's absolutely wonderful. And I also have a question for you. Um, and that is, how did you come about becoming interested in a Braille book from Dublin? And may I ask what kind of Braille magazine that is from Dublin? Thank you. Uh, uh, Good okay. question. Yeah. Um, I A friend actually introduced it to me because he has an Irish background and so do I. And I love Ireland. I've been there like three. Oh, it's a beautiful country. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. But he introduced me to it. It's called The Blind Citizen. Mm -hmm. It comes out quarterly in a spot, kind of a spiral, very loosely spirally bound uh, book. And the, uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> and it's actually transcribed by prisoners in a, in a jail there. So it, it says on the envelope from such and such prison. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, it has, um, it has articles in it, like, you know, the different events that they're doing in Ireland, um, you know, and like sporting events and like their own, you know, Paralympic kinds of things or, and they always um, profile an individual. So it's, it's a board, they, they their organization is like the East Bay Center. Mm -hmm. But it's fun to read because it's in a different country. And by the way, uh, the a little comment is that the first course in our series is almost over, but may take a few couple of weeks, probably more. We are doing the recording and uh, the person who does the recording uh, needs to find more time so that and she is volunteering. So that's where we are a little stuck, but should be done in about another three weeks, hopefully. And then the course will be uh, available. I already have three names who have enrolled in this course. The enrollment application is available online or by request. If you would call the number that is 510-843-6938. Five one zero eight four three six nine three five. Okay, so thank you so much, Alice, for supporting our cause of spreading Braille literacy, and that's the purpose. Braille one of one is about to be ready, and then we will start preparing Braille one or two, which is a contracted Braille course. All right. So with that. We are reaching the end of this session. We are a couple of minutes past the hour, which is fine. And I would like to thank Barbara for being our poll star and sharing, Barbara, your story with everybody, answering questions. I would like to thank Abraham and Chanel uh, to take care of our show. And with that, I would like to wrap up today's session. 
but not before thanking you all and bidding you a good week ahead and good weekend and i'll see you next thursday with braille fun terry nettles is going to take care of the braille fun day which is next thursday so take care bye now